Hey guys, welcome back to the Secret Language Podcast. It is week two, and uh, I'm Jesse. So this week, I am going to talk to you guys a little bit about sleep. And man, oh man, do I love to sleep. Um, sleep, I, I think, is a really awesome thing. It, it's actually really one of the coolest things that our human that the human body does, and I think it's something that we don't hardly think about. You know, if you think about it, if, if you get eight hours of sleep, which is kind of what's recommended, you get eight hours of sleep out of a 24 hour day, every day for your entire life, you spend a third of your life sleeping, which <laughs> is really cool. I mean, if you spend a third of your life, if, if a person lives to be 81 years old, they've spent 27 entire years of their life asleep. And I don't know, that's a really, really neat thing. So the reason that I'm talking about sleep is because I just started my first ever big boy job this week. Uh, I recently, I, I mentioned that I just recently graduated from college and I've just now started my first real adult job. And um, that is a challenge because as anybody who has in the past or has recently been a college student knows, um, you never sleep as a college student. And I would uh, like to dig into why that is and why I want to be better with my sleeping habits. So I graduated high school the spring of 2016, and I went off to Florida College, which was really one of the greatest blessings of my life. I'm really glad I went. But for those of you that aren't familiar with Florida College and the way that things work there, um, underclassmen, so freshmen and sophomores in college, um, they have a curfew every night at 11 p.m., you got to be back in your dorm, signed in, can't leave after 11 o'clock. And I think that has a really interesting toll on the students because it's like, it's, it's that part of human psychology where you say that you can't have something and all of a sudden that makes you want to have it even more. Like, I really think that on any given day, I probably wouldn't be out until 11 o'clock. But because I'm told that I can't stay out past 11, I want to. You feel like you're missing something if you're not. So you build this habit from the time you're 18 to, to get up and you stay up until 11 o'clock at least to, to just stay out just for the sake of not missing whatever may or may not be going on out there. And so you finally come back into your dorm rooms at 11 o'clock and, oh man, that's where the fun begins. I mean, a lot of people really, uh, I've had a lot of people ask me man, how did you deal with curfew? And and really, it was some of the most fun times of my life. I mean, that's where I made all my friends at Florida College was in the dorms after curfew. Because every single night, every single night, 11 p.m., you knew where your friends were going to be. You were in the same dorm, and so we would hang out, we'd watch movies, we'd goof around, we'd have Nerf gun wars, we'd use a water balloon slingshot and fruit shoot fruit out of our windows to cars and buildings on campus. But I mean, that's that was a part of my life that was really awesome, was getting to spend that time in the dorms with my friends, staying up late. And where that becomes a problem is how do you then transfer to normal everyday life? So I, I preferred all through my college experience to have my classes early in the morning. Because the last thing I want is to be in class until 5 o'clock every day. I mean, that's just exhausting mentally to be focused for that long and to try to be focusing on a lecture 
at five o'clock in the evening. It's really not what you want. So I always scheduled my classes to be early. And I was the type of student that would sleep as late as possible and get up with enough time to put on a pair of pants and make it to class just right on time. Um, that's actually, <laughs> funny enough, that's one of my wife's first memories of me was we were in uh, freshman Bible together. 9.15 in the morning, Tommy Peeler, McCarthy Auditorium. Uh, about 9.13 every morning, I'd be walking into the classroom. My hair's a mess. I look like I'm half asleep and I've got a Pop-Tart hanging out of my mouth. And that only lasts for a couple weeks because then I started running out of money to buy Pop-Tarts. But that's not the point of this story. The problem was is that I have had a problem uh, for my whole life with getting up early and getting enough sleep. And that has become a really abundant problem in this past week, just starting a new job. Because now my life is not classes and work. It is all work. It is a nine hour day. I start my job at eight in the morning and I go till five. And so not getting enough sleep really, it's just absolutely brutal trying to function during the day and trying to get through a work day if I'm not getting enough sleep. So I've, I've had some motivations and some things in my life that have really uh, pushed to make that better. And I want to talk about those things and kind of, kind of discuss the thought processes and the things that have helped me. Cause I, I know a lot of, at least several of the people that listen, actually listen to this podcast are college age kids or right out of college age kids. And I know that we all kind of deal with this, man, I'm getting old nonsense of, man, I can't stay up at midnight and then get up and go to work the next day. Man, that's brutal. So I want to talk about that and just complain about my life. One of the things I find very interesting about sleep is that it is a is like a, a purely organic thing to do. Like when you think about it, from an engineering standpoint, let's say, sleep is like really incredible. So if, if we sleep for eight hours a day, every 24 hours, that means that while we are awake, we are constantly expending energy, constantly doing something. While we're constantly burning energy, we're constantly doing things that require work, we feed ourselves and we sleep to build up the energy to do that again every day until we die. And I think that's a really, really interesting thing because when we think about machines, we don't design them to sleep. It's, it's something that only organic things can do because something like a computer or a mixer on a machine, those things are completely binary. They, they are either on or they are off. So it is either running or it is not. You might think about your computer. You might be hearing me say this and you're like, oh, well, my, my laptop has a sleep mode. It doesn't have a sleep mode. It's either awake or it's not. It's either functioning or it's not. And that's, you know, it's funny because as, as human beings and as living organic things, we, when we sleep, our bodies are still functioning and doing all the things that it does to keep us alive. Like our, we're still breathing. We are, our heart's still beating. We're digesting our food. We are constantly doing all these things that help us stay alive. We're, you know, our cells are dividing and doing all the things that make us human beings, make us people and alive. 
And it does that on its own. And it does that until our bodies cease to be alive anymore. And I just find that really, really cool. But yet, getting not enough sleep can really, really ruin our day and mess up our lives and can be really unhealthy for just the way we function. And I just think, I think a lot about sleep. I like to sleep a lot. I think if I could have it my way, I, I would probably sleep about eight and a half, nine hours a day. That would be really optimal. But that's that's really the issue for me is that it's, it's a, kind of a paradox to my life that I like to sleep a lot. I love a good night's sleep. But at the same time, I'm the t- I want to be the type of person that gets up early and gets after it and, you know, can, can survive and thrive on less sleep. So that's been the real challenge for me is not the fact that maybe I don't get enough sleep, but it's the, it's, it's the desire to be a morning person, to get up early and to fight through the, the tired and the, the grumpy <laughs> and to be a functioning person and to, to really get after it. So that's the issue that I have been dealing with most is I want to be healthy enough to sleep, but I also want to really start getting up early. And uh, we're going to dig into that here in a bit. But right now it is time for a word from our sponsors. This week's version of the Secret Language Podcast has been brought to you by my Lexon Flip Plus Alarm Clock. My Lexon Flip Plus Alarm Clock, surprisingly effective. Okay, so going back to the whole, I want to be a functioning person and still get enough sleep, is that's been the real challenge for me. And so one of the things that I was thinking of lately, I was talking with some friends of mine, and he got to talking about morning football practice. And man, how much he he was just reminiscing and telling stories about, you know, morning football practice. And that got me to thinking... Man, one of my favorite things back when I still played basketball was I loved 5.30 a.m. practice. I don't know what it was. There was something about getting up before the sun comes up, and I'd drive out to school, and I would be one of the only people like really awake in the gym. I would be so excited for early morning basketball practice because you got started, and man, the day just, it, it's it's a great start to the day to get up and to do something physical and get after it then then you have breakfast and then like you've already got this big head start on the day and man I loved those days we didn't have a lot of them but I loved early morning practice I I loved early morning voluntary workouts I loved getting up early and getting after it to start a day there's something about that that was just really I don't know it really got my blood flowing and it really put a positive spin on the beginning of my day and I really want that back in my life because I talked about last week that uh, I have some really big goals for this year that I want to run a marathon and I want to run this Ragnar event. And so that takes a lot of time to train. You have to put in a lot of miles and miles take time. I mean, if you start talking about a six mile run, even at a pretty brisk pace, you know, if you're running an eight minute mile, that's pretty, that's pretty fast. I mean, you're talking... 48 minutes. You're talking about almost an entire hour as you start pumping up the miles. And that time has to be fit into your day somewhere. And then, and of course, that that's part of life is prioritizing and choosing how you're going to spend your day. But for me, in the way that life works for a lot of adults is that 
I have a nine hour block of my day completely locked up from eight in the morning till five o'clock. I'm at work and there is no, there's no getting around that. That is a part of my day that is locked in. And so I have to find the time somewhere to still go out and run and to still do the things that I said that I want to do. And for me, the only real option there is getting up early and running in the morning. And, and like I said, I really love getting up early, starting at sunrise or before sunrise and getting, getting that kind of positive start on the day. But man, getting out of bed is hard. And part of it is I'm still stuck in this college routine where, you know, it's 930 at night and Sarah and I are sitting around at home. We're like, you want to watch a movie? Yeah, I want to watch a movie. And before you know it, you're up till 12 o'clock. The movie ends at midnight. By the time you get ready for bed and fall asleep, it's 1230, 1245. And, and, you know, seven o'clock comes up fast and you've barely slept for six hours. And so things really get complicated. And so I need to do a better job of getting to bed on time. And that is going to be a challenge because I have started my job and Sarah still doesn't start for another week and she will be working nights. So we are going to be on an interesting schedule, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. Um, I want to get up early and I want to get up and run and to start my day off that way because there's nothing really like getting up early, getting after it. Like I was saying, I really want to get up early and to start my day with a run. Because you get up and you go out and do that and you've already got your blood flowing. You've already got one of your big goals for the day crossed off and it's not even 7 o'clock. Then you can come in and you shower and that brings a whole new fresh start to the morning. You have a cup of coffee, you have breakfast, you go to work. And like you already feel like you've accomplished something. So you start this day on this big high. And uh, there's, there's a person who is an ex-Navy SEAL. His name is Jocko Willink. The book is called Extreme Ownership. It was written by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. They were two ex-Navy SEALs, and they wrote this book about how Navy SEALs train and win. And one of the things that Jocko specifically hits really hard is get up early and get your day started. Go out and get some. And so if you follow him on Instagram, you're not going to see any pictures of him, ironically. You'll get a picture of a sweaty gym mat and his his watch and it says 4:30 or 4:05 or some some crazy early he's always up early and he's a, he's a big proponent of that and and the reason why is is just what i explained he says that it gives him some time for him to be selfish to do the things that he wants to do the things that he feels like he needs to get done and wants to get done if you get up early then you can do those things and then while you're at work you're at work and you can get that fresh start to the day feeling like you've already accomplished something and so he's been kind of a motivation to that, something that I've heard in the past. Um, funny enough, Casey Neistat on Twitter, um, if you guys are familiar with him, he's a YouTube guy, does a lot of really cool stuff. He's a big runner. And lately he has been posting pictures from his runs in Los Angeles. And he is a get up early morning and go run kind of guy. And if you look at his Twitter, I mean, it's really incredible. Um, he takes pictures of the sunrise on his runs. He'll go out for like an eight mile run. And when the sun's coming up, he'll stop, pull out his phone, take a picture, keep going. And it's, and it's incredible. It's beautiful. And that's another part of running in the morning is that you get to be a part of this world that is amazing. It's, it's beautiful. In fact, one of my favorite things is the world at like six in the morning, because 
practically no one's awake. You can drive around at six or walk around or whatever. And like, no one's awake. The sun's hardly up. And it, there's this weird quiet that's just beautiful. There's, there's a little bit of light, but it's quiet and it's still. And then you're just, you feel really alive in that moment. And it's really weird to say out loud, but it's one of my favorite things is the world at like six in the morning. And I spend almost every day at six in the morning asleep in my bed for like another hour. And I want to change that. And so I think one of the biggest things for me, I think actually the biggest motivation for me has come from, would you believe it, Marcus Aurelius, the, uh, the Roman emperor and the Stoic. Uh, he has this really great passage in book five of the Meditations which is a really interesting book because for one thing, it was written as his personal journal. They were just things that he was writing to himself for his own personal benefit. They were never meant to be read. They were never meant to be published. And they were, they were written and they were published and they've become this great source of wisdom that is really incredible and something that I really, really enjoy. Um, I really enjoyed reading. And so I'd like to read to you um, from this, this little bit here from book five. Uh, it's the first entry in book five of the meditations. And it reads, At break of day, when you're reluctant to get up, have this thought in mind. I'm getting up for a man's work. Do I still resent it if I'm going out to do what I was born for, the purpose for which I was brought up into the world? Or was I created to wrap myself in blankets and keep warm? But this is more pleasant. Were you born for pleasure? All for feeling and not for action? Can you not see plants, birds, ants, spiders, bees, all doing their own work, each helping in their own way to order the world? And then you do not want to do the work of a human being. You do not want to hurry on the demands of your nature. But one needs rest too. One does indeed, I agree. But nature has set limits on this too, just as it has to eating and drinking, and yet you go beyond these limits beyond what you need. Not in your actions, though, not any longer. Here you stay below your capability. The point is that you do not love yourself, otherwise you would love both your own nature and her purpose for you. Other men love their own pursuit and absorb themselves in its performance to the exclusion of bath and food, but you have less regard for your own nature than the smith has for his metalwork, the dancer for his dancing, the money grubber for his money, the exhibitionist for his little moment of fame. Yet these people, when impassioned, give up food and sleep for the promotion of their pursuits. And you think social action less important, less worthy of effort. That is <laughs> one of my favorite passages in anything. I mean, it, it really kicks me in the pants every single time I read it. Um, I've got a couple sections of that underlined in my book, but the one that really gets me every time is where he says, but nature has set limits on this too, just as it has to eating and drinking, and yet you, you go beyond these limits, beyond what you need. Every day, at some point, invariably, I say, man, I'm just tired. But really, if I, if I put it into perspective, I have enough sleep to be awake, because I clearly have been awake all day, and I've been functioning, I've been doing fine. I don't need sleep that badly. But then it's the second part that really gets me. He says... Not in your own actions, though. Not any longer. Here you stay below your capability. So, like, Marcus is saying to himself, you sleep more than enough, more than you need. Like, 
Nature has set a limit on how long you sleep and you push past it every single day. But in action, you never do enough. You're always well below what you're capable of doing. And yeah, he had a more important job than most people. He was the emperor of Rome. But it happens to every one of us. We all have jobs to do. He talks about plants, birds, ants, spiders, and bees all doing their own work to order the world. And, you know, when you think about it, that's that's what life is about, is that we all have a role to play somewhere doing something. And when we wake up, that's what we go out to do, is we go out to do a man's work, to do our part to order the world. And yet we sit around thinking, oh, but it's so comfortable here. And And then it goes back to a lot of the stoic things that I've talked about, and that's part of the reason why I said that I wanted to take cold showers for the year is to help teach this sense of self-discipline. And when it comes down to it, that's really what waking up early is all about is it's about being disciplined. It's not about how much sleep you get. It's about hearing that alarm clock and instead of getting up and hitting snooze or even worse, getting up, turning it off and going back to bed, you decide that, no, I'm going to get up and I'm going to stay up and I'm going to get after it. I'm going to start my day. And that is the thing that I probably need the most help with right now is I, I need to build that self-discipline to when that alarm goes off in the morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to start my day and I'm going to have a good day. And so that is my challenge for myself this week is to not hit the snooze button on my alarm clock, is to get up at least once this week and go run before I get ready to go to work. And ultimately, I think that this sets good habits. It's like anything, you know, it takes time to build a habit, but once you build it, it's it's strong. And if you can build that self-discipline, that ability to get up and the desire to get up and, and to start your day and to to be a morning person, then you can do it. You just have to set your mind to it. That's actually one of the things that Jocko Willink says is that anybody can be a morning person. It just takes discipline. And I agree with that, is that I can be a morning person. I can get up and do these things just just like anyone else can. I just have to go out of my way to do it. And so that's what I've got. That's what I've got this week is that's what's been on my mind is not necessarily planning my day out to to get enough sleep, but thinking about having the discipline to get up and to power through and to get up and to have the discipline to start my day and to do the things that I need to do so that I can be a part of the world and the function as a member in society. Because that's what's most important is doing the things I need to do, not about laying comfortably in my bed. So that is that is my thoughts for the week, is having the discipline to get up and to do work and to do things that are part of being a human being. And so this week, I wanna challenge you to pick one day, one day this week, and when your alarm clock goes off, I want you to think very consciously, as much as you possibly can, to not hit the snooze button, to get up, turn off your alarm, and start your day. Go make a cup of coffee, go out for a run, whatever it is you're going to do. Don't hit the snooze button, get up the first time. And then once you've done that, you know, you can try that again and again and again. And that that builds discipline, and those build habits, and that's what life is all about. That's what it's, that's what being a human's about. It's building habits and growing and being and becoming a better person. So that's my challenge for the week. That's my recommendation. Let's see. So I want to cover some of my New Year's resolutions, where I'm at on that. Um, I've spent the last week reading East of Eden by John Steinbeck. 
and I'm actually ahead of pace to finish that by the end of the month. It is really a fantastic book. One of the best books I've ever written. I've ever read. <laughs> it's one of the best books I've ever read. It's, it's very, very good. It's like a deep anthology and it tells the story of Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel through like three generations of people. And so it's beautiful. It's well-written. I'm, I'm really, really enjoying that. Um, but as I've mentioned, um, sleep and schedule and making things happen on a day-to-day basis, um, I've only watched two movies this week. They have both been new, so I am on pace to watch 100 new movies. Um, I watched a movie called Tiger Hunter, The Tiger Hunter. It's with Danny Pudi, which is the guy who plays Abed in Community. Um, it was okay. I'd, I'd give it like a 6 out of 10. It, you know, it was, it was fairly cookie-cutter, but it was cute. It was enjoyable. You know, not very... Not very remember, not very memorable, but I mean, it was it was it was a good movie. It was an hour and a half, so perfectly timed. I mean, an hour and a half movies are great. Um, then I think it was Tuesday night. Yeah, the next night I watched uh, Gladiator for the first time. So that was a new movie to me, and uh, uh, that was significantly better than The Tiger Hunter. Um, that was very good. I really enjoyed that one, but. Um, that's where I'm at. That's been my week. Um, I hope you guys have a good week. So, you know, get out there, start your day, do the things you got to do to become uh, active and part of the world. Um, so I gave you a challenge to get up, do your thing, you know, don't hit snooze on your alarm clock. And I would like to set up a recommendation because I said that's something I would do. I did challenge you to not hit the snooze button, but I want to recommend something to you guys as well, something to actually enjoy. Um, so I want you to pull up Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, whatever it is you use to listen to music. I want you to listen to Caroline by Coulter Wall. Um, that is an artist that has been turned on to me by a friend of mine here in St. Louis. It, he, he's a country singer. He sounds a lot like Johnny Cash. So you've got this 28-year-old man, sounds like old man Johnny Cash, and it's really something. Uh, it's a, The song Caroline is this cute duet, and uh, it's really good. You should give it a listen. So that's it. So, like I said, we have new show art. That's been done by Bryce Bridgman. You can find him on Instagram at, at @groovybridge. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, the podcast, on Instagram at secret the period secret language period pod and you can find matt and i also on instagram i'm on twitter um you all know the drill if you love the podcast share it with someone you love if you hated it share it with someone you hate and uh until next week shalom